We're so, back. Act, 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 act. Do it. So, act, act, act. Joey, so, good uh, impression. Good impression, thank you, Joey. Thank you. So, <laughs> up on the chopping block today, we have a childhood classic of mine, uh, one of my favorite movies, Mars Attacks. Chopping block. Dude, come on. Is there not an exclamation point in this title? No, there is. Mars Attacks! Yeah, read it like Yeah. Today we're doing Mars Attacks! This is what happens when two of us are in the waiting room for 10 minutes and the other person can't join the podcast. The the energy suddenly is just like sunk in like, so so yeah, I got to work tomorrow. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> we're back ack, 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 with Mars ack, attacks. And why? See, why? 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 Yeah, Joey, why did why did you why did you choose this? Why why, why well, was this? Why is it choice? on the chopping block? All right, so Mike and I were talking on the way home from a gig or two. You know, we were just like talking about the podcast and what oh, movies we'd like to do. He's talking and, about. Uh, me. Oh, I am. I'm talking big shit. I'm right here. He's uh, talking. <laughs> so I had he. We were just talking about movies that we liked, and uh, he brought up Mars Attacks. I'm like, Sounds dude, like that's me. like that's like one of my favorite movies of all time. We talked about it for like probably the rest of the ride home. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and you remember what I was gonna say about it instantly when it's my turn to talk. <laughs> not anything bad. Not anything. Not not bad. No, we were no, we were just saying how like we love this movie and like. All yeah. the great actors that are in here and just, just like yep. a smorgasbord of like amazingness. So much going on. We had it was pretty much us stopping ourselves after like 20 minutes being like, let's stop talking about this and just do it on the pod. Yeah, when, this is when, gonna when make a great was, podcast episode. <laughs> we're like, Lou, you got stuck driving your friends the one night. <laughs> yeah, that we, we could have just turned it on in the yeah, car. <laughs> exactly. Had a that really shitty quality with all of us, just my phone in the middle of us. Yeah. <laughs> but we could have. <laughs> we we probably would have, to be honest oh, yeah. with you. I think I think I would have pushed the issue with that one and just been like, let's just see how it sounds. If it sounds like ass, then if we'll we don't to release it, it as a well, no, it's a bootleg. We'll release yeah. it as a bootleg. Yeah, we'll or something, release you know? it on YouTube or on uh, Deezer only. Deezer exactly. exclusive. Deezer exclusive material. Uh-huh. It was good. It was a it was a good time, and you didn't miss anything because we're like we're tabling it for now. So so <laughs> so say all the things that we said then. Now, Joey, here it is. Oh, dude, now. I don't even like know where to start. To be honest <laughs> with you, See, you guys read it. You guys read it. You guys are at an extreme disadvantage because you've already talked about this. I've been. This has been bottled up for quite some time since it was brought up. Dude, so. oh, crack well, open well, well, that like two thousands classic Pepsi bottle right now. I I have a lot to say about this, but Joey, I'm what I'm curious about for you is so this movie obviously came out was did this come out before you were born what year were you born yeah. 2005 <laughs> no you bitch no 99 <laughs> oh wow i'm not far off Dude, <laughs> All right, i don't so, want to hear it i don't want to hear it yo he's an enema he's an enema of the state idle hands little baby yes yes, yes. correct not a bad place to be no, he's the reason- a fucking kevin spacey winning an oscar baby i think this came Ooh, out like- and annette benning this came out like three or four years before I was born. Yes, it yeah. Yep. No, the the reason why <laughs> I ask about that is like, so obviously this was still a newer movie when you were born. And then obviously as you got to the age where you could watch it, it was still in the main public eye. It was still of a pop culture fucking phenom or whatever. But like, I'm wondering like, 
how was this introduced to you? Like, how did your parents, did they just be like, here, we're watching this one night. Yeah. Fuck your, you fuck know, your they nightmares. Did. You know, like, know they exactly did. what, no, that's exactly what it was. I'm not even going to lie to you. They just, it just fuck was playing one night. It Jeez. was just playing one night and Who I, uh, it? and it just went off on me, dude. If this movie, I saw, as soon as I saw the Martian and heard it go, ah, ah, I was sold, man. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying, dude. Terrifying. Yeah. No, it freaked me out when I was Jesus younger, Christ. Like the Martians. Thank yeah. you, guys. I think Those I was thought brains? of. Are you Jesus, kidding me? Man. Like, Jesus. No, this movie yeah, scared were... the fuck out of me. When oh, I, my I God. Saw, dude, okay. so I saw it. I, wow, saw it when it I saw it when it came out because my neighbors had HBO. So, like, you know how they would release <laughs> things? I went over there and watched this movie Yo, on HBO. I know. And it scared the fuck out of me. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was in 1996 or 97. I don't know exactly when it was pushed to like home viewing, but it was a new movie when I watched it on HBO and dude, it fucking terrified me. Like it scared the <laughs> shit out of me, but I was obsessed with it. Like immediately Absolutely. I was like, yeah, this is, this is hard. like, this keeps me up at night, you know, like yeah. it, oh. it's some of the most ugly, like it, so ugly. Well, it's it's oddly it is it is oddly detailed, you know, like the exposed yeah, brain, the fucking true. eyeballs, the weird little cloaca thing on the neck that jiggles. Like it, it's just weird. <laughs> the like tur- I, the turkey gizzards, the, the turkey gizzards. <laughs> but it's 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 the that's other true, things, the sea anemone fingers, like or whatever. Like those that that level of detail is just creep me out. It's a weird fucking. They look disturbing, you know, especially to a child. But yeah, that I just I'm glad that we're all in agreement about that. Like this. Yeah, scared me the shit too. Out of that's <laughs> oh, what I, yeah. that's what I said to Joey in the car. I was like, that's what I was like. I'm going to say that this movie traumatized me though. Like hundred percent. I'm not going to not be traumatized. It, tra- it, it, it scared me in a good way. Like when I was younger though. I don't know like, if it was good I, for me. At first. I, I watched this a lot. When I <laughs> I'm was younger. a, I'm a little on the other side of the block. It's getting chopped there. I don't know. <laughs> I, I did. I don't think I enjoyed this as a kid. I think I was just like younger child sibling of being like, so this is, so this is what we're watching. And then like four people in unison. Yes. And I'm like, okay. I guess we're watching this then. And, and the L suck on my thumb now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hide under the pillow when the scary part comes. Yeah. Cause I like movies. So like I was watching it, but I'd be like, Dude, I, I did that when watching it for this. I mm. did it. I did the same fucking thing. I, dude, I, I, I'm pretty sure like I conquered my fear on like Nightmare on Elm Street or like some like you know what you deem as a horror movie like that is gonna scare you type shit that traumatized me as a kid. Like I, I'm good with Halloween now. I can watch Halloween and I'm not like pissing my pants. For right. Sure. I, I promise. I swear. Seriously. <laughs> no, for real. I'm not. I know some people are probably like this kid's lying. Like, nah, I got, I got over it. Uh, <laughs> this movie, though, no, dude. Like, I'm five or six years old, and like, after the, it's like an immediate attack. First of all, where it's just like, yo, fuck your animals. Now we're gonna kill all of you. As far as we know, at the time in this movie, is what I'm saying. It's like I don't like birds. That was a good joke. Like, haha. Didn't pick up on any of the fucking hahas when I was a kid. This movie starts right there when that attack happens, and within like 30 seconds, Jack Black and Michael J. Fox die. I'm traumatized for the. Re- I yeah. don't. What like <laughs> if you're not traumatized, I have a pro- get on this podcast and tell us because that's like two of my childhood. Like, oh. 
Like I, I like something happens and I'm just like, eh, this part's coming. I'm not cool with this part. And I was like, oh wow, I'm still doing this at 30 years old. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. I was like, cool. Oh, wow. Dude, the, I mean, like the Jack Black part is like, yeah, he fucks himself. Like, haha. I like, it, I get it now. But mm. like the first seven or twelve times I saw this movie as a kid, it was probably like, yo, he de- he dead right now. Dude, it terrified me when like I saw their, their corpses, like the skin. Well, the bones, like, dude. All, the, yeah, they're bones. red and green, and, red and green, green, man. Yeah, and especially when Michael J. Fox has that whole like heroic moment when like he's a douchebag in this movie. Apparently, didn't know that. <laughs> know that now, but he has that heroic like, oh no, Sarah Jessica Parker has fallen. I'm gonna go get her and runs through all the things, and you're like, this is a hero. This is Marty McFly right here. He's going to be the heroic person throughout the rest of this movie. Not James Bond. This guy right here. And then we just see his his hand come off because he's dead. And that's it. And it's over. I have nothing else to say. Yeah, it was. Uh, I would say as far as as far as violence is concerned, too, like, you know, it's like I grew up being raised as we've said it on this podcast you know obviously predator a handful of war movies steven seagal's fucking entire filmography but for some reason but for some reason i think because this was so not grounded in anything real is what really fucked with my imagination because that's ultimately what always fucks with me with these types of movies this children of the corn fucking maximum overdrive like this type of stuff gets my mind going where it's like what the fuck would I do as a child in 1996 or seven if of a, a fucking uh, a, a comically large amount of aliens invaded Earth? Like comically there was no large. reason for that. And see what I did there? See what I did there? There's no yes. reason for that amount of saucers to invade Earth, but they did, right? Yeah, this, and you this see is almost, it immediately. It's this just is almost the credits the scale goes over a massive <laughs> amount of little fucking flying saucers. It's it's almost it's almost to the scale of fucking Independence Day. But what I think is so cool Whoa, about this is that hey, it keeps same it keeps going up against in, each other. It's a battle. It keeps in line. Yeah, actually, that's true. I didn't think about that. This <laughs> this keeps in line so well though with a comic book style invasion to where it's like no there's no motherships there is just right now what we see in the opening intro it's just the saucers that's all we see so it's like that to me it's like wow this is there are a lot of aliens right now coming from mars to fucking invade us like this is insane it's a 40s (laughs) movie correct (laughs) correct. all those those shots that are just like "Ah, i get it i've seen i've seen a little it's a little green screen and large and you see the people running away and they almost get bigger as they're running like towards the camera (laughs) can can i can i say too that like so the one thing i noticed about this again and like i feel like you know i've i've watched this movie enough growing up and and as as i'm sure you have as well mike but like the one thing is like their cgi i have i can have issues with because I think it can look very yeah, bad think, from time to time. I think that's what's so creepy about it too is like it's purposefully like okay to good CGI for the time. Mm-hmm. It seems like at the time they could have done something better and we're like, no, no, it'll be funny if it's like kind of exactly. like Ed, Ed and Eddie, like wobbly on the, you know, or something. And exactly. Like, that's what kind of makes it even fucking scarier to me. If, 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 if and this the were language ed- barrier. 
Well, the language barrier the way they is... speak in Shakespearean, the way it's translated through Doctor Moreau's fucking machine or whatever. It's so awesome. I really, I really <laughs> it's like pretty that ridiculous. They... I... But it's perfect because no, it, it is. All of those other aspects are why I can enjoy this movie as an adult after getting past the traumatizing part. Exactly. If this after. and that's the thing, always it, after. If this were any other movie and I were to watch this with this amount of CGI, I mean, we're almost to like a Star Wars episode one Phantom Menace level of CGI, but like <laughs> it's not as it's not as offensive and it doesn't so take itself close. as seriously, but it but it does. <laughs> you know, like with an ensemble cast like this, it's like how do you not take it as seriously? You know, but they do. But they are they're understanding what, what it is that they're attempting to pull I mean, like, every actor showed up to play, too. Like, aren't they aware that this is, like, a, like, comedy, like, homage to, like, 40s, 50s? Oh, 100%. uh, It's so crazy how, like, so many of them are, like, grounded in these characters that it's, like, aliens are attacking us. And it's just, like, it makes it so much more ridiculous and, like, funny, which I, I could not fathom this being funny when i was younger no it's it's like no. the biggest switch for me that's like the only thing i have to say about this do you, movie <laughs> do you think <laughs> that's so my fun. big thing with it i like i mean fun. i like it i like it now though you know as a well, comedy like, <laughs> as far as the cast is concerned so let's let's break this down a little bit so oh my god uh, so, so i think i so think cast wise i think part of what brought a lot of these people in is the fact that tim burton was connected to this Easily. and 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 i'm wondering like so up to this like point, the least the least Tim Burton like right. movie feeling looking movie at at that point at least. Well, so sure. let's let's break this down. So you are the resident movie nerd. Who? How many films has he had up to this point? Just roundabout. You don't have to be approximate if you don't know. But like he's had a number of films under his belt up to this point. This is 1996. Yeah. They probably started shooting this in whatever 94, 95, whatever, getting things in line. So he is not like a newcomer to this. So no. up to this point, has it's he done couple, anything? Dude. Has he dude. done anything with this amount of not only ensemble cast but also CGI? Is this all new ground for him? It's not new ground, which is very, very easily i mean not like haha lou it's like look at the cast and then be like are any of these people in another tim burton movie and it's like oh yeah tim burton did batman with michael keaton it's well, like, ensemble you, ensemble wise though that's what i'm that's what i'm the, talking about batman like, batman returns kind of kind of is ensemble dude there's a lot of people in there there's a lot okay there's multiple okay. people, but mainly like the two villains that he has in both of those are like this at least cgi wise from what you were saying it's not like great. It, there's some there's some need for it. He's never done this extent of that. But the big thing is not even just directing, writing. He's coming fresh off of Nightmare Before Christmas, which was mm. stop motion. So he was in that field, and they originally wanted to do stop motion, which is why the janky CGI is like <laughs> the specific weird fucking thing that they planned. When people are like, it looks fucking dumb. And it's like, cool, you get it. Oh, you got it. Nice. Yeah, it's supposed to. They were going to do stop motion for these fucking Martians, dude. Dude, I am so glad they didn't do that. I mean, it would probably even look creepier to be. Honestly, though, if they did stop motion, especially if they they got the right crew in there, which it's a Tim Burton film. So they, of course, they would have a really, really good stop motion crew. That would be haunt. That would be haunting. Dude, and he was way scarier. That was the plan, too. But it was just that uh, 
Henry Selleck, the dude who directed Nightmare Before Christmas, was doing James and the Giant Peach because that came out in 1996. He oh, I love busy. that movie. I was, was just busy. talking. I was just talking about that movie actually this past week. Interesting enough, dude, 1899 spawned that conversation, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> another time. Another time. So okay. So 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 we've we've established. He is no stranger to, to, to obviously this scale of a movie, but as far as relying on CGI, like had he done anything with, cause he's big practical effects person, at least in my, yeah, opinion. yeah. There if, is he's, more... if he's not doing cutting edge animation, stop motion, whatever, like he's big on practical effects. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Pee Wee's big adventure is the thing that brought him out. It was the first directorial, the debut for Tim Burton. And it's like, Everything feels like it does come from that. When he gets to Beetlejuice right afterwards, mm-hmm. personal favorite of mine. Like, yeah, yeah, practical, whatever you need to do to try and be CG, like, it's going to look a certain way. But that's also for the time that it came out in the late 80s. And when he does Batman, it definitely is like, all right, we're getting into the 90s here. Like, Jurassic Park is around the corner. And everything for sure shifts towards that. Even though he specifically, I think it was very meticulously planned with this movie, basically. I think it could have been more CGI or like better looking. And it was specifically goofy or toned down a little bit from being like as good as it could be in 1996. So nothing else he's done really relies on it because it doesn't need to because he's such like a Sam Raimi practical guy. Mm -hmm. It seems like, you know, at the end of the day. And this is all obviously the Martians are a huge part of it, but otherwise like get get some explosions and get those cheesy like backdrops that legit look like the movies you're paying homage to. Oh yeah. You know, and, and and that'll rot. And the, and then the stellar cast will just round out the rest of this bitch. So as far as, so as far as like cast is concerned, I mean, are we led to believe so who it's okay. So actually maybe this is a better question. Who is, Cause like I have my answer. I'm sure, I'm sure that Joey has his and I'm sure that you have, have yours and every, you know, your folks who are going to be listening to who is the main character? <laughs> who is the main character? Cause I know, I know what yeah. I, I know what I think. the I, I know who I think the main character is or characters are. And I'm wondering who you think the main characters are. Cause I don't want to tell you. I want to hear what you have to say first. Dude, that's, that's a good one. It's a crazy question because, again, it's that whole argument. Well, it's an ensemble cast. It's it like, really is ensemble, too, though. It's like Love Actually style ensemble, like screen time wise, if you think about it. That's mm-hmm. where I want That's where I want to get specific. But billing doesn't work like that a lot. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I think it's I think it has to be Jack Nicholson. It's strictly off of the. <laughs> Strictly because well, okay, he, actually, he, plays, <laughs> he, he plays two parts and he does have a shit ton of screen time between both of them before he dies in both of uh, them. Heroically and idiotically. <laughs> in, heroically. Both, in, in both cases, I guess, right? Like Yeah. Pretty uh I don't know. That's that's a big thing in this too, is like a lot of the adults are fucking stupid. I'm saying adults because I'm gonna get to it. A lot of the adults are doing fucking stupid things or like getting distracted easily or just talking and fucking they're gonna get Martin shot. Short is one and of the somebody, dumbest motherfuckers dude, in this movie that I've ridiculous. ever seen. But but the, but the kids are like fucking holding it together in this movie. It's a mm-hmm. like it is a kids are the heroes, like kids are the smart ones. They're acting the most 
logical or like you know just calm in these situations somehow yeah, are we, are we led to believe that it's because of video games even though pam greer wants her kids to be in school like do you see what i'm saying like I know. that grounds them like they know I what to do that. yeah they're they're literally just showing you before it happens what's yep. going like pretty much with the video game media the boom of the 90s so here's here's who I think the main character or main characters are. I think the aliens are the main characters in this. Mm, now I know one. that there's there's no billing. <laughs> I get it. There's no billing, right? Whatever. But like, there's it, voice acting. There is. There's voice acting. Well, there's one. It's is it one voice actor that essentially man this all down? Or I, um, I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do know one of my facts is the legendary voice actor Frank Welker. Who's done yes. from Scooby Doo to everything, yes. a gajillion credits up there with like Jim Cummings type of like voice acting and Tom Kenny or something. He's, I wouldn't be surprised. He's credited if he did, as Martian did, voices. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, nah, just do them all. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't need to get anybody else right now. So so anyway, so that was my bit on like main cast with this because I that's who that's who I think that the the actual like main character is, is the Martians. It's one of those things where all of the, the other ensemble cast, they perform as an ensemble, maybe with the exception of fucking Jack Nicholson's two roles, but um, yeah, <laughs> because everyone is to, to your point, everyone's kind of fucking stupid. And it's like, and it's like the aliens really aren't much better. The Martians really aren't much better, but like, at least they have a clear and concise plan and they infiltrate the white house successfully and they bite off fucking Martin Short's, you know, f- uh, uh-huh. appendage and spit it into the fucking fish tank. I, it, it's just this uh, this movie's fucking bonkers. Um, you mentioned explosions in in homages to that type of stuff, crazy backdrops. And I wanted to mention one of the things too that I really enjoyed about this is although it wasn't set in like the you know the the fi- the 1950s, right? It's it's a little it feels obviously a little bit more modern, but it's still they flirt with that a lot and the reason i say this because it's like the way that the 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 military looks green fatigues old school like jeep willies like it just feels 1950s but they're all they're all carrying like m16s too so it's like that really weird it's great it's just great i'm pretty sure the era that they're ripping off like yeah let's have it look like this completely but then modern modern ammunition some some (laughs) some forms of modern weaponry and i'm pretty sure at one point there's like a fucking sherman tank maybe i'm maybe i'm just imagining that but like i could have sworn there's a bunch of tanks at the 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 initial uh, landing the dog is it the initial landing and stuff yes okay i know that there are there yeah yeah i remember it's burned into my memory that scene the uh the betrayal one might say right the betrayal it was, it's, it's so, so, so shakespearean oh my god so, so was that a plan <laughs> was that a planned betrayal though or did they misinterpret the dove That's, so is, no is that, the, that, that the, dude i'm pretty sure until like recent years i always thought it had to be something with the misinterpreting of the dove but as i've watched it as a comedy it goes on that they're just like fucking with the humans for sure oh yeah especially when they bring them into congress is it yeah yeah the second yeah, time yeah, and yeah. then <laughs> and then even at the end when they're attacking everyone they're carrying around the doctor's translating machine and peace the, and peace as so, yeah as we they're mean shooting you know people we mean you no harm it's like yeah. oh dude i got it like they're just like 
these humans are fucking stupider than us. Let's rip on them the whole time and just be like, we come in peace and then wait for the right moment to fucking attack them when they think we come in peace, dumb fucking idiots. I get it. That's uh, got, right? That's got to yeah. be. Jimmy. No, no, you're, you're right. Dude, see, I didn't, I didn't think about that piece with at the very end in particular. I didn't think about that. That's actually probably, yeah, that seals the deal. You just answered the fucking that's question. That's where it ties together. <laughs> It cut out on me, and then like you guys just kept going. I'm like, all right, I'll just let you guys go. And I didn't dude, know if you I guys know. could hear me or not that whole time. No, that <laughs> no. was that was why I <laughs> no. was like, I was like, dude, he's just being quiet. I'll give him a platform in two fucking seconds. So, so this no, is I'm... this is this is your this is your this oh, is your great. platform. Oh fuck! <laughs> no, not oh fuck, dude. We were just uh, we we're just talking about the attack with the like like the dove or misinterpreting the dove. At least, and the fucking with humans. Like, are oh, you on? Yeah, yeah. Are you oh, on yeah. page they were, with they that? Were just, they were just totally fucking with. Yeah. Did you always just... think that though? I legitimately I, think honestly... when I was talking to you about this, it was like the time before I watched it, maybe a year or two ago, that I was like, "Oh my god!" You know, like, honestly, I, kinda, they don't just hate animals; me... animals hate them. <laughs> it definitely mm-hmm. took me a while to see that. The dogs, I, especially. I, think I realized it around the same time you did. Honestly, like a couple years ago, I was like. I finally sat down and like for sure the twentieth time movie, you've seen the you know? movie, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, like you know, you it's like one of those movies you just put on and you you like catch a few scenes and you're just like laughing your ass off the whole. Oh, time. Oh, dude, uh, uh, and agreed, like, it, agreed, one hundred percent. Because I will watch this movie after like the first twenty five minutes all fucking day, dude. I can get oh, by yeah. on it being a comedy after the trauma. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's just one of those movies for me, man. Like I, fuck, I totally think me that. The Martians are fucking with the humans, though, for sure. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. But the, the like whole, the whole movie. The, so, Lou, okay. the, the dove, like, was like, it just those, like, fuck this? On fire. In the beginning. Burning. In the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Lots, lots of harm to animals. No harm on animals happened during the making of this film, you is what I'm assuming they said. You cooking some beef? <laughs> Even dude, dude, the Chihuahua has to switch heads with Sarah, Sarah JP. That's, that's harm. <laughs> Yeah, that. Th- I th- then, I think. And then her head falls off. Yeah, it's funny. So Joey, <laughs> that's so Joey... funny. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh... Those humans, I don't care about. I'm like, it's fucking golden eye. Like it's James Bond. He's gonna be fine. <laughs> so Joey, uh, Mike, and I were talking about this, and I'm 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 wondering if you heard our conversation. You might have. Um, who who is the lead? Who are we supposed to oh. follow in this story? Who's the lead character grandma. in this movie? Grandma. 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 Why do you think? Why, why do you think Grandma is is? <laughs> she grandma saves every, She basically she basically saves everybody at the end because of her her music that she's listening to. You know, she and yeah. like she's in the, she's in the very she's in the very first couple minutes of the movie. You know, not you know not first scene or two, but you know when everybody's yeah. back in the trailer. You know, she and she's you know she's I don't know. It's like it's grandma. She's, she's happy the, that they blew she's, up. Congress. She's the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Into it. I was. We we both had kind of different takes she, on she it. She calls everyone Jeffrey or whatever, or uh, Tommy or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas. 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 Uh, tank engine. Grandma. Yeah. Sure, it is Thomas. <laughs> Richie was always the nice one. <laughs> I am Richie Grandma. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. Our heroes, fucking Grandma and Richie. Yeah. Pretty they, ridiculous, they but like I like I like when they introduce everyone across from like 
the main you know the main areas of focus dc mm-hmm. vegas kansas i feel uh there might be another place or two in there it but, shows uh, you uh, all aspects Pa-rump, of dude. all aspects of life yeah dude Pa-rump. Invasion. Pa-rump. what is Pa-rump? what's the other thing from Pa-rump? in like a movie or tv show you know what i'm talking about is that where like cousin eddie's from or something <laughs> well, i mean you guys you... know what i'm getting you, you, you all right uh... mo- mo- moving on back to my trauma with marty mcfly <laughs> getting fucking ripped dude i he, also like michael j fox looks so i don't you know not being weird obviously but like he looks so good in this movie man there's like no tremors or anything Mm-mm. like nope like the, and this is right. This is like peak. Like Spin City is about to is is booming, or about to boom. It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's on the cusp. Something's up with Spin City. You know, mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> it's like so quickly after this that like it, he's he's out and about letting people know what's going on. Did um? So would you was uh MJF was he your uh, who's your fa- who are each of your favorite characters in this? You know, oh. like like I'm saying though, they're out after the first when the the move. Like I said, I don't know if it's 20 minutes in, but the movie starts with the betrayal, as you're putting it, Lou, which I'm sticking with now. Yeah, that, oh, 100 percent. It's 100 percent a betrayal, and fuck doves, apparently. <laughs> my, my favorite character, Lou, I have to say, is Danny DeVito. That whole rolling. Oh crap my scene. god! <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody. I'm rolling crap. <laughs> you know, nobody's. Nobody, Nobody cares about craps Nobody anymore. Cares. Yeah, Nobody yeah, yeah. Cares. Dude, you're di- you're ridiculous. But no, I'm gonna choose people that are actually in this movie. I, I'll and, pick somebody else for sure too. <laughs> and I'm going to cheat by saying it's the entire Byron Magnum uh, Dude. family. I, yeah. I okay. I, I, when the when the kids get the ray guns, I'm I'm so stoked at this for this movie. Dude, like I'm it's, 100% on the same like, boat. I'm not even going to lie what are you. Y'all, what are y'all doing? Get the president out of here. It's like, it's, <laughs> these, kids, these fucking kids, grandma, like they're going to save us. And it's just ridiculous how level-headed the kids are still. Versus the adults that are just freaking out, acting like a bunch of children. You know, Dude, it's, it's they're amazing. Just, they are. It's the, compl- it's the perfect role reversal. And that's what bothers me about Michael J. Fox's scene. Like his huge heroic moments where everyone knows this guy <laughs> as a fucking hero to just to just fucking nah. <laughs> he tur- turns green and red or whatever. He, t- he turns green, skellies. I think. Same. Okay, so then Jack yeah, Black is red, and then yeah. within, within twelve fucking seconds later, he turns green. <laughs> so did we and ever? Fantastic, but no, did, the kids and Byron and fucking Foxy Brown are my are my guys, or and maybe Annette Benning because of she's just amazing. <laughs> Okay. She, yeah. She's ri- she's ridiculous, but she's not really like in. She's throughout the whole movie, like she's. Oh, but like as the bohemian, like uh, person in AA, married to the rich guy, like she has so many things going on. She's like Steve Buscemi in Armageddon. You know, yes. like yes. horny genius, oil driller, philanthropist, she's literally playboy. all over the place. <laughs> she's got so many things going on. But if I want to cheat and don't say one character, yeah, I'm saying I'm saying <laughs> Jim, Jim and Pam family, the Jim and Pam fam. Oh the my Jim God, and Pam fam. Jim and Pam. 
the original Jim and Pam, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, to all dude, you I, office enthusiasts. That's the merch. That's the merch right there, dude. That's the merch right there. Yo, know, and and the second most time that I'm stoked is when Byron goes right up to the first Martian and like punches him. Oh, just and, punches and, him right in the face, dude. Just punch. No, like punches or him right and the, through the helmet. The, through the helmet, yeah. and the helmet like explodes, and it's just yeah. like, yes, I'm so stoked. And that's so, why they're my favorite characters. Your guys' turn. <laughs> so, Joey, so you This movie you're... is so up and down for me, in case you guys didn't get that yet. Like, oh my god. I'm kind of on the same boat as Mike, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, This movie like, gave uh, me almost as much anxiety as Captain Phillips, but for only like, 20 Byron's, minutes. Byron's family <laughs> is just, like, it's pretty sick, dude. Like, watching their whole, like... They're the, great. They overcome it all, you know? Like, I just they love really, that, They literally yeah. do. Pam Greer won't leave her kids. I love when she's yelling at them and stops and then, the like, bus and shit. It's only like yeah, three scenes, <laughs> really, but but they're good. And then the kids just kicking all the aliens' asses, dude. Like, of it's course Jackie they are. Brown. Because they, they were playing the fucking yeah. video game the whole time, dude. They they knew exactly what to do. They, dude, they, they did. They've been pra- so level-headed. It's yeah, crazy. Were, I love they, when they, they pick up that fucking ray gun, dude. Yeah, it's just like a video game. <laughs> I'm so stoked. My- Joey loves video games. Lou. I do. No, no, Mike. It's funny you mentioned that, Joey, because like Mike had pointed out too that all the adults, literally every single adult in this movie, for the most part, besides like Pierce like, Brosnan, maybe. You know? So, yeah. so okay. So, <laughs> Surprisingly. So my so I have I'm gonna list two two favorite characters. I'm gonna list my favorite like main role and my favorite oh, like kind of secondary both, side role. Jack Nicholson, both. No, so my first my <laughs> that my been fi- funny though. My it, it, that's a good one. My favorite, my favorite role is is obviously pr- the president James Dale Jack Nicholson crushes it. That's my main. Uh, that's my favorite main character. But your my, boy, your boy. That's Jack. my dude's my boy. It's my boy, man. All work, no play makes Jack a dull boy. Hey, um, a little slow tonight, Lou. <laughs> so my my favorite supporting cast role, or we'll say just a minor role. One thing that I I don't think I've ever shared with you guys. Um, when I was growing up, uh, and and actually Eddie will appreciate this. Aside from like, you know, Bloody. Herb Alper, TJB stuff, I have a very disgusting gross oh, amount Tom of Tom Jones, Jones album yes. in, in, my, in my collection. I'll take you a picture what, and Lou? share it with you guys, dude. Lou, you know what? Having a lot of Tom Jones, I'd say that's not unusual. <laughs> he is my, he's my favorite lounge lizard. Dude, I yes, fucking, yes. I, dude, over, yeah. over Wayne Newton. Wayne Newton's great. Oh, 100%, Obviously, dude. vacation movies and everything, but it's not unusual. <laughs> is a banger it's oh, without Tommy a doubt Jay. that is vegas dude tom jones is the king of vegas sorry yep. very much agreed and, and you know we love the, you the, though wayne we love you wayne newton the best part about the best part about how they incorporate him in the movie is it's like he knew he's himself he knew what he was doing like yeah, he knew just, why he was there that's what's great about him being like more level-headed than most people in the or most adults in the film is like tom jones playing tom jones like what the hell? My fucking backup dancers are aliens. I'm out of here. And he can, so good. He, he's continuing to run. Like there's a Martian following me, and everyone's like, "Okay, Tom Jones, go sing a song." Danny DeVito wants an autograph and shit. And then he's still running. Like they're chasing after him specifically, and he oh. is elusive. He is singing. He's jumping up on those notes and riding them out of town, dude. Flying, one of the, flying that plane. <laughs> one of the one of the greatest Welsh Welsh singers of uh, of our parlance and time. Uh, no, he, <laughs> I just I I really I like the fact. Lou that has a like, massive record collection, though, guys. So like I, having some Tom Jones in this mix. If you saw a picture of his records, dude, not, I, I, not too surprising. 
I'm, I'm going sh- <laughs> I'm, I'm to share. I'm going to share in both the TJB and his solo stuff. But I will share. <laughs> I will share a picture with you guys so you can appreciate it because, like, it was. It this always Tom is Jones one of those things. I just, flames, dude, I love dude. it. <laughs> and and that's that's a cool thing. Like, okay, we've seen a million and one movies where you have people. They they take cameo parts where they play themselves and they're just kind of la di da. Hey, what's up? I walked onto this. Whatever. I'm part of this movie now. And it's like when you can take a Vegas movie, which in and of itself is is that's kind of just a weird thing anyway because Vegas is just a f- armpit in the desert. When you have someone who's <laughs> Vegas, such a staple baby. to that, yeah. when you have someone who's such a staple to that who comes in and plays a role, it's like, Tom, we need you to just be yourself and Vegas been yeah. invaded by aliens. Tom Jones, go, can you just go, play Tom Jones in go. this alien movie in this, from the 40s? In, in this scenario, it's Tom Jones in the scenario and it's like, uh, I would not expect anything less. He's I not imagine trying. that is Joey. Joey's going to be like, Joey, can we just have you play Joey in this movie? <laughs> okay. Okay. Can I uh, be myself? <laughs> we would expect nothing less. No, that... Uh, that uh, that was definitely something that I, I really appreciate, especially as a kid, because he definitely comes into at that turning point in the movie where things are starting to shift a little bit. Right. At people. It's not that they're fighting back, but the crew, the original crew is getting together. The crew yes. who essentially ends up saving all of this right. forces are merging. And it's like, oh, Tom Jones is here because at that point he comes in. So I would say so late in the movie. Yeah, I don't even think they like hint to him being around until he sings till he's up there singing his song dude how about at the end though where he with all the animals and shit and the music comes in like the deer and stuff at the very end you know what i'm talking about oh yeah where, yeah literally he, the very end the yes, uplifting yes. music and he's like holding perfect a bird in. <laughs> perfect perfect send off to an insane fucking insane story no so i want to ask the guys, animals too though because like lots, lots of unfortunate things happening to animals in this and then it's like a fucking chipmunk emerges out of the rubble and you're just like oh there is nature Nature, uh, nature nature finds a way <laughs> so, oh it's so rough oh so so listen and squeezing that one in yeah joe joey brought this up and i know we've we've kind of touched on it a little bit but i'm wondering did we ever figure out what causes skeletons to either turn green or red is it the weaponry that's being used or <laughs> do we know because i i'm wondering that and then part of me thinks it's the weapons but they all kind of have the same weaponry so is it just what if you're uh, fucking shithead you turn green and if you're an asshole you turn red I, like what what is it you know <laughs> it would have been wondering. the other way around right yeah oh yeah yeah actually you're probably right about that <laughs> but that's, still that's, i think that's what we say <laughs> <laughs> but st- i digress i digress there's something um, to the red and the green in this for sure there's there's a reason no, it's just such a stupid observation, but I was wondering, I, I really hope that someone, especially maybe for your, your movie crew listens, and they're like, well, actually pushes glasses up the bridge of nose, it's blank this. Oh, God, I, no, I dude. It's, it's, I'd be it, interested in hearing that, because I think that's right, an interesting well, little detail. You're going to keep the interest, because I'm just in Timberlake right here. It's going to be May. I have the facts. I have the oh. reason. Wait, I so have... what is it? What is it? <laughs> oh, we're doing, okay, we're, we're jumping into it now, guys. Wait, which one am I doing? All right, so you are, <laughs> as Justin Timberlake, you were telling me why skeletons are either red or green. What bye, causes bye, that, bye. Di- I'm not that differentiation? Because I'm doing another in sync, dude. It was it was released a little before Christmas. Uh, what? That was the reasoning. 
And no, 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 no. I just wanted to. I knew that would be a good, a good, oh, no, a good that's interrupter. Actually, that's actually pretty good. It's a good interrupter because, like, yes, that is a reason, but also it's to tone down the fucking rating, dude. They had them like oh. exploding people and looking ridiculous, and it was like it's gonna be rated R. Yeah, we're not. Oh, that's a, that's no, actually for, we're not having this movie be rated R. Yeah, interesting. Do you think if it was rated R, it would have had less or more of an impact on people? I, and I'm not talking the obvious where it's like, of course, no kids can go and whatever. Fucking I'm talking like just in general, if this was rated R and it was more gory, would this have been as well received as it was? Dude, I mean, uh, no, I think actually I think it's perfect because of the Joey, the Joey of it all. He would have mm. never been able to see this movie at like such a young age, you know, and probably me as well. Maybe you on HBO, you know, it doesn't matter. It's HBO. Ratings can fly. Right. Just don't turn the channel on. Right. But yeah, right. no, but yeah, I think I think uh I don't know, green green and red for Christmas, and instead of it being explosions and bloodiness and making everyone because like a few people do die in their own specific like kind oh, the of one way dude, of the evaporating, one you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the general who goes out or the colonel whoever like who's kind of ignoring everything about the, the scenario and the, the initial the, well no it's the initial betrayal that guy that colonel who's basically like a nod to colin powell you know what i'm talking about like that guy who goes out and colin, he meets him colin yeah, yeah yeah joey you know who colin powell is right joey's a big desert storm fan so he knows or bush bush two administration fan so he knows joey, who colin powell is. joey has left the building on colin powell <laughs> uh, he's he's got to go clean his colon powell joey do you know who colin powell is colin powell dude that name sounds pretty familiar so okay. no <laughs> okay okay he's the general guy that dies first in mars attacks okay <laughs> or he's a colonel. I, I can't i can't figure the out nod, if the nod to colin pa- to oh my god i don't even remember that's what you said right cp yeah yes that's who that character is. Okay, okay. Yes, that's who. Well, that's who I believe it's supposed to be. And then obviously the general, the other more like hardcore general, General Decker, I think is supposed to be more like Norman Schwarzkopf, like just brutal. You know, yeah, hey, and they, George right. Mac- or uh, General MacArthur, like we need to crush yes. these motherfuckers, like that type of shit or whatever. Exactly, um, exactly. And they both get their own way of like dying by the same gun, right? Yeah, it's the same type of gun. They all have well, the they, same like ray gun thing, sort well, of. That's right? th- so that's the thing. So so uh, we'll just say CP, uh, the first the first military official to die gets completely vaporized and incinerated. The second one, they shrink him down, <laughs> and then did they does he, he go? The they boat. put him in. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. I don't know the the weaponry the the technology that they utilize in this movie is also pretty incredible. I I liked how they were able to kind of take a very basic idea of a saucer and these aliens and then completely transform it into fucking something else. Like it's it's more than that. It's not just you know little green men running around. It's ex- weirdly detailed brains and eyeballs and then their ships and stuff that they have as well. Like. And how about well, the yeah, outfits they too? Like, oh yeah, dude, like the nitrous packs or whatever. Yeah, sick. That's dude. what they're breathing. Sick. Just shoot those things; they'll fucking explode. Yep. Well, they Is finally figured Bandicoot? that out. They finally like, figured that out. They finally figured that out. Yeah, but yeah, even in the beginning, Pierce Brosnan's like they might have 
telekinesis. Don't they or something? Isn't it? Isn't that towards the beginning? Oh, it is yeah. towards the beginning. It is towards yeah. the beginning. Like it's pretty early on that they allude to that, and then there's n- like. Is that maybe why they're fucking with them? Because they can read their minds? Because that's another thing I wouldn't have thought of until recently. Joey, Dude, I know honestly, you said you did too. Yeah. You... I, I never, I totally forgot that they could read their minds. So that's why at the, near, at the next whatever fucking time when he kills homage to General MacArthur is like that dude, that fucking one has like superpowers, super alien, super Martian. He's super reading Martian. his mind. He's reading his mind and he's shrinking him. He has the, <laughs> the Rick Moranis machine right there in its carbon-based light form that breathes oxygen and has no sexual organs or something like that. <laughs> I love how isn't that I why they, they should be down. peaceful because they have no sexual organs, so they don't need to deal with <laughs> all that shit. Which is the whole reason why everyone on Earth is fucking fighting. There's just a good fucking reference for war. Like, good job. We could be mm-hmm. conquering other planets. <laughs> but, instead but instead, you're busy laughing about dicks that are too big and dicks that are too small and all the dicks in between and around that as well. So good. Yeah. Well, I you got to you gotta do it in his voice, dude. You got to do it in his voice, though. You got to do it in the voice there of... Uh... The draw the whatever. It's, yep. funny. it's funny to say they are big. It's funny to say they are small. <laughs> it's like an it's like an old man but like my old man always jumps right through get off my lawn it's like almost like grandpa simpson i'm part of the mob exactly that's where it goes to but yeah no that one's we need your penis jerry like i can't <laughs> now now i can't even do that lots of rick and morty probably taken from mars attacks yeah oh. yeah See the connection? Yeah. Doc and Marty, boom, Marty McFly in this movie, full circle, traumatized. Again, Lou. So I I was going to ask for each of you, do you have any, like, favorite, uh, well, actually, how about this? This is Sequences? I can tell you one that's not. Oh no! I, so I was going, I was going to, I was going to ask you what, what, what you believe that the kill count in this movie is. Oh. oh each of you. Good. Because I did look this up, and I have an answer for you. Well, they only attack like for these three cities, technically, as far as we know, right? So, mm-hmm. so as far as it's... France and France. Well, they blew up. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. There's the montage of like yeah. all the yeah. of all like the you know they knock over Stonehenge, so like it's dominoes. <laughs> That was good. I like the, the I like them when they knock over Stonehenge. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> that it's like it's full blown like like homage, like comedic, like just flying off the rails kind of at that part. Like the the, the donut hole explodes. They fucking well. How about they're, all the they're cops? Watching, the cops they're running out of the donut shop too. TV. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. The cops <laughs> running out of it. It's not even Wayne's World, but still. Yeah, uh, uh, I liked when it just turns into Godzilla for ten seconds, and then they're watching it, and they change it to Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's really like there's the pure like crappy like whatever old school homage to like the <laughs> it looks so bad that it's just like oh they're watching it. <laughs> so kill count, kill count. What do, what do each of you think? What are your numbers? Fifteen oh, K. 15k. No, right. 150k. 150k. One million people. One million. <laughs> COVID right, so, might have got more than that. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Too soon? Ne- no, never. Still um, happening. Always still a happening. joke. Life sucks. 2022. Life. Riding it out. <laughs> Dude, fucking riding its way into 2023. Um, oh, so yes. <laughs> speaking of uh, threes, so Green573, uh, that is a YouTuber who actually specializes in kill count totals for movies did an exhaustive job of tallying the amount of kills in this film. And and according to green five, (laughs) seven, three, we are looking at 305 kills in this movie. Now, the qu- the follow up question for each of you is this the highest kill count in a movie that we've seen or co- or covered the- thus far in in deceptive opinions three hundred and five three oh five dude and that's inclu- and that's including humans and and Martians I don't know man how many people did the bad taste people kill oh I yeah, oh yeah, that's boy. probably their a good house one. turns into like a spaceship yeah. Dude. You remember God that? Damn. Yeah, remember. we did it a real long time ago. I was like, Joe, I don't, you I don't think me watch? that was three hundred. I was like, I we had dead alive in the frighteners at our fingertips, and you made me watch this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Joey, what the fuck, days. man? <laughs> we do the intro, and it's like, Joey, why'd you pick this movie? And Joey's like, so Mike said he never saw this movie before, so like, I picked this movie, and then we did a whole episode on it based on that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that 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 was the entire reason as to why that was kicked off and Thanks, i had to watch that movie <laughs> i love it dude i love bad taste i know I've, i know I've, you do i love that you love bad taste i love that you love bad taste hey man i'm a peter jackson fan it's all right it's all right there's nothing wrong with that i told you it's just not my cup of lord of the rings and the joe are joey's favorite cups whoa, whoa, of whoa, joe. whoa 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 we're oh, gonna, oh, what? We're gonna oh, go, oh, we're going to go oh. more towards like, uh, oh. like, uh, Dead Alive, that taste, you know, Frighteners and shit like that. Hey, know? the Frighteners, Marty yeah, McFly. Yeah, you know hey, it. Frank Bannister, I got to have an out-of-body experience. Boom. Full circle. Traumatized. Still, though. Michael J. Fox was in lots of things, guys. Dude, yeah. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. At least Hollywood. we forget. He was only least in, like, five forget. minutes the movie. Don't. Why the fuck would you bring that up? Uh, I mean, look. Why do you need to constantly remind me? It's so heroic for thirty seconds. You know what? I want to go back to who you said the men. Who you were asking who the main character was? I think the whole. I think it's the whole human race. Ooh, oh, it's the exact opposite of what I said, but that's yeah, very interesting that you said. I said it was about the Martians. We yeah, got some so it's dick, dichotomy up in here. Yeah, those humans, they come back, they come around, you know? They end up winning at the end of the day. Full full circle. Yeah, yeah it just took yeah. it took kids, you know, you harnessing their the knowledge of video games and the <laughs> the 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 depth and depravity of country music to save the human race you know that's really what it came down, it's really what it came down to i guess that's what saved us in 1996 this <laughs> takes so, place during that time it just looks like the 50s right that's correct yeah. as correct. far as we know <laughs> so so actually that's very we're talking about the country music aspect of this so if, what do each of you think it is about was it the frequency of the yodeling that did it dude i i was gonna I, yeah it's totally the it's the frequency of the yodeling because the glass shatters, the, you know, the brain explodes. Like, it's got to be that, right? It's not the music, it's the frequency, right? I think it's great how at first someone's just yelling, like, Grandma, this music sucks. 
<laughs> the terrible music is killing them. It's just she's like, oh, I like this music. It's like, why y'all hate our grandma? I like that she's sitting there with her giant ass headphones, completely unaware of self and surroundings. And the only reason, the only reason that she is spared is because that fucking the headphones become unhooked from that small stereo, and yes. it fucking it kill. It's just that's <laughs> 90s brilliant. stereo logic, dude. That is exactly what would have happened at this time at that time in the 90s yeah. i've done it even, even, dude, even in the even in the 50s though like or even in the 50s they had because kids because right? how many times have we seen that in movies especially from like the 70s and shit like that like um days and confused i'm pretty sure almost famous there's probably a sequence where somebody's sitting on their bed and they're listening to a record player or a stereo with headphones and the stereo is sitting days right and next confused. to them fucking for sure legendary final <laughs> shot <laughs> that's what i'm saying like that's a very specific like i feel like people nowadays they don't do that they're listening yeah they'll listen to shit with headphones but like plug directly in with a wire into a stereo that's a thing of the past that it's doesn't just exist gra- grandma because of like her hearing you know maybe it's grandma because of her hearing and she's in a wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean I she's sitting right. I forgot in front about of it. the wheel. She's sitting right in front of it, you know. Right now. <laughs> Shit. At least oh, the people was... trying to do good, you know, like the people that are trying. Even like Pierce Brosnan and Sarah Jessica Parker, like they're just kind of flirting with each other while they just are heads or whatever. Yeah. But like that, you know. Besides that ship crashing because they're in there, like they would they would have been all right. Like they're doing okay. Some innocent people to go but like you know the president and the materialistic wife like they are morally not good our underdogs will be the heroes fucking grandma and richie from (laughs) kansas you have to be a hero if you're from kansas like thinking about that i think about richie's family like they get they all get oh that's that's the best you're right that's the best example is the three of them that die they're all all like they treated Richie like shit, and Grandma yeah, treated Richie good. Dude, they like wish it was Richie him, was good, right? You know? Yeah. Isn't there that one point where like fucking they're at the funeral and they're just like, "Wrong kid, Dad." Yeah. Yeah. The Dewey Cox moment. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, <laughs> Lou. Do you think that there's any like moral compass to this movie, and that's why pe- some of the shitty people are dying or wind up dead? Is what we're kind of saying, you know? Like, the people that are trying to do good, like Jim Brown trying to get home to his family, he's the fucking final shot of, like, surviving, which is great. Shit like that, you know? Well, it's it's definitely, you know, not to, like, dig too much into that, but I think this is the end. Like, it's almost a rapture element to it. 100%, dude. And and kind of to Joey's point where it's like, well, the human race is kind of the main, like, focal point of this movie. It's like, yeah, because it in in to a certain degree, it it exposes, like, you know, human beings are horny and they they reject logic and they're stupid. They don't learn lessons like they're very self-centered. They they they're opportunistic. Fucking look at Artland, like basically like fucking jack nicholson's character is building a fucking trying to build out a fucking like hotel that is themed around the 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 ufos visiting these martians visiting like (laughs) yeah trying to capitalize and get money off they highlight some of the worst aspects of humanity but but in the end it also tours it also exposes this idea of like well human beings can also be good they're not they they might have these inherent traits about them where they are self-centered and they're they're shitty 
But exactly. <laughs> there there are deaf wheelchair bound country fans out there that will save this planet from Martians. That's what we are led to believe. Or or no, how about this? They also run a donut shop too. So they literally yep. bake yep. lard on a daily basis and their country music fans wheelchair bound. Like that's that's Dude, it. Right there. But the but the Martians did the universal sign of the donut. <laughs> <laughs> they clearly come in peace oh uh, that was so ridiculous i just forgot about that until you just said that like i forgot i totally the, forgot the, about that. the one overly silly part where it's like yeah richie's kind of a little awkward nerd thanks man <laughs> but Good he's one. gonna he's gonna be our fucking underdog here he's gotta go well, save grandma he's the only one in the fucking family that apparently can drive a vehicle so you know like he needs to be the one. He needs to be the one to pull the trigger on that or press the gas. I That's guess. That's how right? they raise their kids in Kansas. Now, Bill and Glenn, you're gonna learn how to use the TV, and I that'll know, be I'm your job. We're gonna have another younger one, and he's gonna be the truck driver. I feel like I can watch Designated John Doe Baker in, in in anything. Joe Don anything. Baker as the yeah. Where's oh? I can watch crazy him in how he grew, he grew his leg back after executing the dog in joe dirt fucking joe don baker you all know everyone's like yeah i remember that and then yeah and then you watch congo and you're like ah, i want to forget that one but i watched it yeah i don't know i just <laughs> he's he's always he's always been a, a very interesting supporting role and everything he's done and i Agreed. i enjoy the fact that he's one he of plays the many a really, in this film <laughs> yeah right He's just I such mean, a scummer in this one too, though, especially and the fucking and the wife, like oh, even, yeah. even the way Jack Black is like acting. He tries to be a hero, you know, but treat everyone ganging up on the one kid like fuck you guys. Yeah, he's uh, you know, like I said, these you know, for the most part, these humans that we see exhibit really the terrible qualities, the terrible aspects of humankind. You know, Martians but, are just a metaphor, man. They're a metaphor for deadly invasive viruses and species that tend to have the ability to wipe out folks and cause sow the seeds of chaos, right? Like, you know, that's essentially what the aliens represent. But they also cannot stand the frequency of fucking Glenn Campbell's yodeling or whoever the fuck (laughs) is yodeling in that. I don't even know. Slim Whitman. Sure. Slim fucking Whitman. Whitman, Yeah, he does the right thing and he kills all the Martians with his really high-pitched voice thing. (laughs) Yodeling. That's epic. So ridiculous. I wonder how they found that. I wonder how that song came across. Like, who was the random, like, fucking key grip on this that's like, hey, you guys need, like, something that's so terrible you think it would destroy a whole alien species? I, my grandma listens to this, and that's, like, the whole reason. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm wondering. I'm sure I really be, would be interested. I don't anyone, think I have the facts on that one. Sorry. That would be interesting. If, anyone, if anyone's listening, it's lurkingclashofficial at gmail.com. Let us know exactly how that class song band was. And on Instagram. Yeah, lurking class band on Instagram. More importantly, if you want to keep up to we date with all DM. of our items, we got some DMs. We might find you. It's a hub. It's the hub. The main it hub. Is, it is our hub. Emails. Uh, who knows? You might get sent to spam. Probably. Probably not. But especially if you put in the subject line "ack ack ack," it'll probably go to spam. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> But seriously, though, if someone knows exactly how wh- how and why they ch- – well, we know why, but who figured this out? Who was the writer that figured this out? I would be interested to hear that because awesome. <laughs> could be mu- could just be the music department, you know? 
That's true. Tim Burton just comes into the room. They're all like, oh, shit, fucking Tim Burton's here. Hey, hey, what's going on, Mr. Mr. Burton? And he's like, hey, guys, I need... I need something terrible, something that almost wouldn't be deemed as music to be what destroys the other. Like, oh, yes, we're working on it, Mr. Burton. Like, siphoning Ooh. siphoning through all kind of country right now. And he's like, <laughs> and then and Tim Burton just paused and he's like, country, you guys are on to something. Keep going down that rabbit hole. I'll be back. And then he did <laughs> Alice in Wonderland 20 years later, rabbit hole. Boom, full circle. Whoa. Very nice. Very traumatized, nice. Traumatized. Speaking of things that are involved with circles possibly on the inside and not on the outside. Um, <laughs> the master of segues. Oh, man. Luke, All right. The so, floor. Uh, the f- metaphorical floor. Thank you. I'm glad You're you there. brought this up. You're already so, on it. <laughs> so towards, towards the end of World War II, there was a program that was launched by the Germans, oh, and essentially it was, it was studying saucer-based technology. And it, some of this was used to harness what some believe to be the natural like energy from the Earth to float and levitate, but that was kind of the crux of this entire project. Now, there are oh, certain boy. schools of belief that have those saucers all kind of exiting Nazi Germany prior to the end of the war and traveling to one of the poles and or antarctica what? if that's what you want to if that's you want to call it now what? what this i believe symbolizes is the fact that in the future there will be an alien invasion not unlike iron sky or <laughs> iron sky 2 however i do believe that this is an allegory for a return of these saucer creatures right they're they're all uniformed very militaristic you have their grand leader the grand poobah that you want to call them very ornate with the robes not unlike poobah. the germans who were dressed very ridiculously silly uniforms but they still were all uniform in that aspect right very single file militaristic fascism 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 i firmly believe that this is illustrating to us that either the possibility of these saucers if they did not travel to mars they are going to be coming from antarctica or we are looking at a direct invasion of nazis from the moon and or mars right anything who's uh, living on a planet for an extended period of time all of a sudden is deemed well i'm a martian i'm a moonite whatever the fuck you want to call them <laughs> this i think is for a uh, complete foreshadowing for us for an inevitable invasion by nazis left over from world war ii again not unlike what is going to iron sky just watch both of them all right that foretells all if you want to get, if you want to know where I get the majority of my material, that's you're fucking looking at it or fucking you're hearing it. Right? Iron Sky Two. Yes. Yep. And I fucking rest my case. Fucking slam How's the your gavel. Mind blown? It should be. It should so be. So I... when you say Moon and Night, do you mean Aqua Teen? Do you mean Aqua, you mean Aqua <laughs> Dude, I was thinking that same fucking thing. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was thinking I was waiting my whole oh uh, yeah, I was waiting for that shit. You're waiting the whole time. That's what I do is I pick one thing out and say something real quick after Lou has a good thing for a minute and a half. So you sit so, there quietly. That's your I did, thing. I did so I did say I did say Moon and Night, and I'm wondering if <laughs> so because so in Iron is this, Sky is this Oscar Isaac Moon Knight, the new series? What if on not Disney to be Plus? not to be confused? with Oscar Isaac's portrayal of Marvel's Moon Knight. Um, (laughs) Old Oscar Isaac. He could play a Moon Knight if he wanted to, though. What if the Moon Knights were the ones that invaded the Earth instead of the They technically do. What if they did? Exactly. (laughs) They technically do. That's the Aquatine, though. What if in this movie, it was Moon Knights' attack instead of Mars' attacks? They might be their cousins. 
<laughs> that was Aqua Teen Hunger Force Powell movie, right? Uh, like, yeah, Colin yeah, Powell, yeah. shoot, full circle. I'm going to have to yep. make sure I leave the Colin Powell parts in now. <laughs> we have to now because while, Joey doesn't know who that is. While Joey isn't in the fucking room for five minutes and nobody knows. And hey, Joey, you know who Colin Powell is, right? Crickets. And it's just yeah, like... Yeah. It's like I ho- I hope he does, and we figured it out. He said he's heard the name, so yes, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know who it is. It's okay. To, no, I, I wanted I wanted to ask for you like for you guys like see just like either favorite sequences. You know, we've we've all kind of shared some of the like traumatizing sequences, but like, what do you when you think of this movie? Yeah, what have. is what's the Oof. first? What is the first thing that comes to mind? Like, what is the first sequence in the movie that comes to mind when someone says, "Yo, you ever see Mars Attacks?" What immediately flashes into your fucking dome piece? Fucking Martin Short bringing in the Martian wing. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking moron. I, he's such an idiot, dude. He's such an idiot in this dude, that, movie. Uh, honestly, that Martian lady. I think of her like she's on the cover of the movie. And, oh like, yeah. Throughout the movie, she's she's got that weird walk, and I'm thinking the whole time, dude, the, like, what is the how look? She she's on rollerblades. She has to be on rollerblades. Yeah. Dude, she does like, not speak. So she does not open her mouth, and she does not blink the entire time we see her. Besides yeah. when she's chewing the gum, but pretty much doesn't open her mouth fully. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've, I, you know, in that case, I, you know, Martin Short's a moron. I blame Secret Service. All right, I expect <laughs> oh, somebody yeah, who's they just well, let him right in. that is their fucking fault. And, and the Short, whole thing is like, I bet you didn't know this is JFK's secret love nest room, wherever the <laughs> fuck weird <laughs> shit he, he says. Calls the, it, just as he calls it the Kennedy room, the Kennedy room, whatever. Just like the secret... fixing the fucking Roosevelt room because she likes chin or whatever. Yes, yes. I, you know, it, I I fully blame fucking Secret Service for that debacle for Martin. <laughs> Short's weird obsession with hookers and tall people? Question mark. Like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know this, Martin Short is not of a tall stature. He is, Martin Short is short. Martin Short is not tall. He My also has some crazy... animal, but not in this movie. <laughs> is his hairstyle is about as nineties as it fucking gets too? Oh, like, all right, all right, all right. No, I'm not it's fucking. Stupid, that's not like a bad thing. I'm just <laughs> saying. All right. it's, 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 oh, hey. Pump the brakes, Speed Racer. Get off. Don't go off that jump, Bo Duke. Oh, my word. All right. I can't talk about his, I can't talk about his hairstyle. I am, I am honking the ridiculous Dukes of Hazard car horn, right? No. No, no because, dude, Mike, it is, if you're... It is very 90s. It's just, it's just like, like he's a small guy and he has a good fucking hairline. And it's no, it's very, hair, dude. very poofy, ridiculous fucking hair for being the head of security. I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying the hairstyle is bad. I'm saying it just he's looks... ridiculous. Ri- he's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm agreeing. He is ridiculous in this. It's very, yeah, it's of this, it's of its time, dude. It's of its time. Jack Black calls fucking Lucas Haas a retard. It's of its time. It is, yeah. Adam Devine looking ass Jack Black, too. So can I? He should play his dad in a show. I mean, just throwing it out there. So can I, can I ask, can I ask the real question here? All right. So, Joe, you mentioned. And I made a note of this and I wanted to bring this up and I feel like this is probably the appropriate time before we do whatever it is we do after this. I have a question for each for the both of you. Are we led to believe that Danny DeVito's character is essentially Harry Wormwood from Matilda? Is that the same (laughs) character? 
Oh, and shit. I'm serious about this because don't yes. they, they leave Matilda <laughs> with fucking Miss Honey at the end of the movie and they hightail out of fucking town. He's being chased by the feds. Does he go to Vegas? And his family's gone Holy now. Holy crap. It's a full circle right Holy there. Holy crap. Look at his mustache, dude. Look at his Holy mustache. Craps. <laughs> Holy I don't, craps. I don't, I don't, uh. Does he have the little pencil stash going on? I was, uh, I, I was going to say, I, I, I don't, I don't I'm pretty positive he's clean shaven. In this. I think, I think he's he also, sells a stupid uh, fedora though. It's the, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the fedora in the suit. Give, give you two seconds. Uh, actually, never mind. I'm, I'm yeah, you want, you want, oh my you want my Rolex? You want my Rolex? Huh? This Dude, on, honestly, scene is on right now for me. Couldn't have picked oh, a better nice. time to think. You know what his facial hair is. is he, so does it, does he have a mustache or is he no. rocking the whole like He's romancing clean. the stone look with the weird fedora and cream Roman- suit? It's romancing the stone. It's the War of the Roses or whatever you want to. The Ballad of the Bottle of Jack and Rose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so th- that's Harry Wormwood, though, minus the it's Sans still mustache. Harry Wormwood. He just he, he <laughs> He's the same okay. size and everything. This might be like just, the like, same year of Matilda happened. You could ask him. That was his movie. That's what I'm saying. Are we are we led to believe it's actually Roald Dahl book? But are we led to believe I mean, that the, the, this the, motherfucker the, act, left his town, <laughs> left his child with, with a fucking you know, essentially a foster Roald home, Miss Honey? Book. It's the fucking twits, just like you, you twit. You goddamn fucking BFG <laughs> motherfucker. You fucking Charlie and the Chocolate Astery. Oh, all right, fantastic, Mister Fox over there. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I was literally, dude, all I had was fucking the great glass elevator. That was pretty much the the only thing I was good. Does that even count? Did he do the fit? No, he didn't do the phantom toll booth. No, he did not do the phantom toll booth. But no, Charlie Great Glass Elevator was also Mr. Roll Doll. Yeah, um, yeah, I was sequels. We're getting the sequels. I see what you did there. The squeakwolves. Um, no, <laughs> so so yeah, I just had that bit about fucking da- the the gambler in Mars Attacks is doesn't Harry even have Wormwood a name, dude. It's Matilda. for sure his character's name is billed as like like annoying gambler or something. I'm sticking with that. It's it's fucking Harry Wormwood. He left his child with someone and fled to Vegas. And now he's bitching about craps. That's I'm, that's what I think. Nobody I'm, cares about craps. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't know. I'm, I'm watching that scene with Tom Jones right now and the animals. It's not unusual. It's not unusual. I love that shit, dude. <laughs> dude, I uh, I really, I really like the quick line of like the oh sorry, there's a tour going on in here in the White House. <laughs> you, can, you you can never just walk you know like can you guys exactly. be quiet people live here <laughs> <laughs> would never are, happen the... especially nowadays oh no yeah. i know exactly this is a product of its time for sure ladies and gentlemen this movie came out in the 90s in case you didn't know when watching it so do with <laughs> that what you will <laughs> also if you're wondering who like half these people were the 90s Exactly. They were in all of the 90s movies. They were in all of them, yeah. Not everyone had flourishing careers afterwards and starred in the Jumanji sequels, but two people in this (laughs) film did. Oh, yeah. There might be more. (laughs) It's a a big cast. I'm really not sure. (laughs) 
I know, right? There, <laughs> you'd probably see someone towards the very, very end of the list. It's like, oh yeah, that guy played the voice of a fucking monkey in fucking Next Level <laughs> fucking or something stupid. Frank Well, yeah, Frank fucking Walker himself. Exactly. <laughs> did a voice in all of those. I have a very interesting. It's not even that interesting, but it's a fun story. I know sometimes you'd be like, Joey, have you met people at uh, events? I went to the Albany Comic Cons for the maybe twenty. 2016 and i met a gentleman by the name of mario bruni now he essentially was an, a publisher of like the mars attacks mini comics um mm. like the pocket comics so the little pulp books oh yeah the top oh, cool. the, not, the, what after what came after the tops cards well, or whatever they were so this essentially was I, essentially yeah it was a version of those cards um and this was in the late 80s basically okay. now this was really before obviously before the movie itself um but this guy like so i met him at this comic-con and he was a super nice guy like if he's still floating around out there mario you're a super nice guy definitely should have bought something from you but i was a poor college student and i could not afford what you were selling Whoa. however he told me the story of essentially being like pretty much gutted like selling his rights away for pennies and now all he has left is basically he can sell like the pulp art and that's it like nothing associated with the movie he was there was no credit there given to like him or, or any of it like this guy was essentially like gutted and he has some really cool artwork, like full artwork that's based off of the actual small pulp comics and stuff and the trading cards and shit like that. Like that was his kind of culmination. He was not an illustrator, but like he galvanized it into now it's a little book. It's not just trading cards. It's a story. Like he wow, was, yeah. he was a publisher for that. And uh yeah, it was sad, and he was by himself, and he was super nice, and it made me feel bad that I had no money. <laughs> but uh -huh. Mario, Mario, if you're out there still, dude, keep fighting the good fight, my friend. If I see you again, dude, I'm definitely buying shit. Find him. Lou has money now. Yeah, I'll 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 buy a, some pieces of artwork off you. Yeah, they're fucking sick, dude. I mean, it's I'm imagining awesome. it's somewhat affordable, not too crazy. It's not too crazy, but it's like, dude, it's it's like I went to this fucking comic con and I bought like fucking stickers all right let's just that's i was i was in college <laughs> working two jobs like i had no money yeah, <laughs> bought stickers great. and shit here you know like so this dude i just couldn't drop you know fucking 40 bucks on something you know or whatever like that was just out of the question but um more of the story if you run into this person at a comic-con uh his name is mario bruni he will probably be wearing a button-up short sleeve shirt glasses he's very nice very nice guy and he will tell you his story um and he is very knowledgeable about what he did and buy some shit from him support him it's good he got ripped he got he got fucking gutted let's just put it that way he got gutted yeah that's always the sad it's always the sad thing yep S selling something away getting you a low ball price not knowing and it's just like we're gonna end up making money off this in the future oh big time it's always big somebody time. seth green oh, yeah. seth green with napster yeah. remember yeah Dude, he got gutted from that. Yep. So did Metallica. No, I'm just kidding about Metallica! that. Metallica! <laughs> they fucking deserved it. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, fuck Lars. Uh, support worth it. local artists. Yep. And that's all so, yeah, that was, that, was my, that was my Mars Attacks-related uh, story of somebody who is associated with this franchise in some way, shape, or form. It's a fact. It's a fact.
Oh God, we're in Joey's car. <laughs> when only Jesus. the quickening can come on, unless he Dude, I know. purposely plans for Hitler. I quickening, I the quickening, fucking. Uh, what else? Anarchy e- Burger. I was just gonna say the entire "Everything Sucks" album. Um... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're proud. Okay, I was just thinking oh, of the five okay, Vandal okay, songs. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I, just, I, will, I, I just, don't know what's on my Spotify. I, I don't know. On yeah, Spotify I, 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 I pretty much just hit play on Spotify and just let it play. That's it. all right, dude. That's all right. I just I've re- I recognized it when we were going somewhere, and I was like, bro, can you just not? I I love the Descendants, <laughs> but like, I don't want to listen to this right. Now. I don't want to <laughs> listen to this right now. Oh, what for the fiftieth time that year? Come on, that year, oh, that year. Man. No, it was probably that month, dude. It was probably that month. Probably that month. Regardless, we did, regardless. We did shows, yeah, that's true. We did things in Joey's car. Yeah, yeah. So, is there uh, any other t- tittle bits that y'all want to? I don't have any tittle bits. I would just say, as an adult, for people that do want some comedy or enjoy things of this genre 90s stuff you know star-studded cast whatever like it's 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 recommended but mm-hmm, i would yeah. tell i would tell them it's a comedy i wouldn't be like my family or whatever forcing them to watch this as a child getting yeah. traumatized this is a little white boy who loves michael j fox and jack black mm-hmm. like i might recommend against that right now you're but, in for a rude awakening, young dude, Michael. I saw, I saw like Jurassic Park and like Speed and shit when I was like fucking three years old, you know, and none of that shit phased me. This is where I drew the line. Was the even the Raptors? Even the shit. Raptors in the the cafeteria? Jurassic Park didn't freak you out. I mean, it's creepy that they dude, can that like terrified me. Open yeah, that was your man. I mean, it's good, but I wasn't like fucking traumatized dude, from it. The, I wanted to. That was the good. It was like what you said, Joey. That was the good kind of like freaky that I wanted to watch it again and was really yeah. into. right, right, right. That was yeah. That's how I felt with that for sure. At first with Mars Attacks, definitely not, definitely not that. <laughs> but uh, but go go watch it, people. Especially if you want like little touches of Tim Burton work in there. Good. Like right after he did Ed Wood, it's like, Oh, look, a basic, like another kind of very similar, like we're going to do all these like shots and sequences and little things that are just paying homage, homage, whatever the word pronunciation is of these films of this era. And he just mm-hmm. did, and like, it's, you know, Ed Wood pretty much was like shot it. Whereas if it was that time, and shit, fucking Bella Lugosi, Martin Landau winning fucking Oscars. Now, is that something you might be interested in? It mm-hmm. might be. And that's, I probably, I feel like both of you guys probably haven't seen that movie. That's like a little more rare Tim Burton. Where like yeah, he, did, he did it in the middle of like a bunch of, he went on and did like Sleepy Hollow after this. And like the Planet of the Apes with like Marky Mark, you know? Mm. People still like know those movies, but this one's kind of... I don't know. This and like Ed Wood are just like smack dab in the middle of like all that shit that he did. They yeah. they they feel really different, but it's also like watching some serious drama movie that Sam Raimi directed. Like there's still all these little hints with the camera or like some kind of zoom in. It all or comes something. back to the director where you can tell like who's who and like who's doing what movie. He's just so. he's just definitely like in charge of like the fucking cinematographer yeah. or whatever each shot wants to be like. It does seem very meticulously planned out. Every little shining detail. Like, like he that. doesn't just direct, he also like produces, you know. So you know Yeah. 
And like all, you know, there's all the elements of his types of movies there too. What the fuck does it sound like when you guys are listening to this? Any idea who did the score of this film by chance? Oh, I know the answer. Because nobody knows who does the score of every single Tim Burton movie. Fucking Danny Danny Elfman. And that's why I'm like, yo, it feels like I'm watching fucking Sam Raimi's Spider-Man right now because of that fucking score and it's thwopping, dude. And Beetlejuice still might be one of my like all-time favorite scores from any movie like ever of all the of the things. Dude, that's just and, a great fucking Yeah, movie. it's pretty <laughs> iconic too. It's I know. it's extremely iconic. And like. all yeah. of that and all that just comes together in the second you hear a score come out in that opening mm-hmm. sequence with all the gajillions of overly unnecessary flying saucers. Like it's there. You know what you're in store for. It's fucking mm-hmm. t- Tim Burton with a with a little bit of a 90s day homage to dressing people like it's the 50s and all this crazy fucking stuff. I don't know. Hard one, hard one to give reasons why to recommend. Hard to do an elevator pitch on this one. Oh <laughs> uh, well, yeah. if anyone want to be Ari if you're Gold right here, just silly movie that that's gonna have you laughing and also terrified sitting in your seat, then you know, watch Mars Attacks. You know, that's kind of like it's could be cringy sometimes. Though some oh, people yeah. think like Especially the crappy quality like, and like CGI those backdrops, like... those backdrops that are ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can never. It knows. It knows. It knows what it is. If you want to watch like a a fucking ensemble cast with explosions, uh, time sensitive CGI, and uh, a ridiculous idea of of what the frequency of Slim Whitman's fucking horrendous <laughs> uh, yodeling can do to that of uh, a Martian race, uh, watch Mars Attacks. You know. Yeah. 100%. And that is. A fact. It's true, though. Which leads into the fact section of the podcast. Choo-choo. Yeah, that's, you know, like a like an image like shows up. Graphic design thing. I like it. Banana, banana. Can we get like a that. screen wipe, too, with that? Screen wipe. PowerPoint. Yep. <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> film. Star Wars. But it's just going up and screen everything. wipe to the left, screen wipe to the right. <laughs> and then you got you got the swirly title. Take it back in. now, y'all. Yep. Swirly title coming in. Dude, even the flying saucer when the Warner Brothers sign first comes on before the movie like even starts. Yeah. You know, you know Actually, bro? yep. That's a good point. When Bugs Bunny usually hops out and eats a carrot what? and shit. I know, dude. <laughs> Fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> All right, I got to start off with this little facty fact where the film's writers were not sure what the Martians should sound like. So in the script, they used ack, 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 ack for all of their lines of dialogue. This became their actual language in all future Mars Attacks merchandise and media. Dude, working titles almost, you know. They might, they might stick. It's true. <laughs> it's been known to happen a time or two which is pretty funny. Um, Lou, you might have caught uh, this one, I believe. 
but when the humans were disintegrated by the Martians' ray guns, the resulting skeletons were colored either red or green. Producer-director Tim Burton explained this had been done because the film had been scheduled for a Christmas release. Ah, dude, okay, all right, all right. Oh, no. Yes, yes, as you said, as you said. And even a little more is that the red and green skeletons were first seen in Beetlejuice when Adam and Barbara were in Juno's office. You can see them among other ghouls looking at the screen. And Juno, Grandma. Oh, fuck, dude. No way. Grandma <laughs> Flo. Wow. Grandma Flo has been known to She's work. She's the caseworker. She's a, she is the caseworker for Juno. And it's just like a... It's a, wow. it's, it's a friend of Timmy B and her last film ever, Mars Attacks. She died in 1999. Was it Slim Whitman that killed her or... She died she listening to her favorite artist, Slim Whitman. It was, it was uh, Joey being born. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Yeah. Wait, she gave birth to you, dude? She, he, the woman of that age, should not be giving birth. Oh <laughs> my god! That's why she's no longer here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we that's said dark. We that said big it. head of hair that came out when you were born that killed her, man. <laughs> not oh my good, god. dude. She was born in 1910. Holy wow. shit. Dude, she your was, dad's an animal. She man. was 88 years old <laughs> and died a few weeks after Joey's birthday, July 1st. <laughs> Holy shit. Literally the week after. In New York City. She had throat cancers. Dude, what IMDb was your dad says. doing in New Dude, York City? She was City. in the Bronx. She was burrowing, bro. No question. Nice. No, no, no. I, I don't know. <laughs> no comment. She, she, got was, no comment. No she comment. was she worked forever. She was in movies in like the 30s and 40s. Shit, yeah. It's pretty nuts. Grandma, Grandma Flo getting shit out there. That's incredible. Another fun one, a regular worker, Lisa Marie, Martian girl, as we've known to call her. who's Vampira and Edward and Mama Mama Titty Suck Suck in Sleepy Hollow is what I'm going <laughs> to refer to her as. Nice. Lady with the spinny thingamabobber with the bird in the cage, but I'm just looking at your cleavage. So, to make mm-hmm. the Martian girl costume as smooth as possible, it had no zipper or buttons on it, and Lisa Marie had to be sewn into it every day before filming her scenes. Jesus Christ. That, that sounds like a sounds... fucking nightmare, dude. Could be next to, like, the Jim Carrey seven-hour sessions of... Grinch prosthetics and makeup, you know. Yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's enough to make a terrible adaptation yeah. of a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she uh she only worked with him before on Edward, so it's not like they were fast friends or anything. Just another first, but uh, fast friends would be Jack Nicholson, who accepted his role in the film without reading the script simply because he really enjoyed working with Tim Burton on Batman and he wanted to work with him again. Probably was waiting and this is fucking Jack coming out to play in comedy world, you know, as being Mm -hmm. like the legend of the 70s and the 80s. This is the full jump, I feel like, into that. I can't think of necessarily a bunch of other things he's done like around the mid-90s or anything. But these two roles have to be up there with ridiculousness. Oh, fucking for sure, dude. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining, at least. So uh, another little tidbit is the designs of the Martian spaceships 
were inspired by a film Earth versus the Flying Saucers from 56. 1956. And that included the weapon that looked like a radio dish emanating from the bellies of the spaceships. They were there uh, in both of the films. They were used to destroy buildings and people just like in this film. So more homage and the way it's filmed and everything. Shitty little backdrops all planned just like the planning of the army uniforms and equipment being from the 1950s, the films that it parodied, which Lou pretty much nailed. (laughs) (laughs) Got, got that one down pretty well. Speaking of Lou nailing things, producer director Tim Burton visited Tom Jones backstage after one of his Las Vegas performances (laughs) to ask him to be in the film. Dude, that's incredible. Additionally, Jones's actual backup singers at the time, the three ladies, portrayed his doomed backup singers in the film. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. So yeah, hey, hey, uh, hey, 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 Tom, I just I just want you to play yourself. Can't <laughs> it's so unusual. <laughs> that's not unusual at all. Another person to wrangle into this film is uh, Tim Burton called Pam Greer and asked her to fly to LA for an audition and she said she wanted to but could not because her dog was terminally ill at the time and Tim Burton called her back several times and eventually decided that she's already auditioned by not leaving her dog since her character in the film refuses to leave her sons (laughs) (laughs) you got the job Pam you got the job job. by not coming (laughs) to get the job by not auditioning. That's awesome. You auditioned by not auditioning. Like, I don't know. That's pretty. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty awesome. It's pretty funny. She's known. It was I think Jackie Brown was like the same year or the year later, though. Right. Like right at the same time. She's she's doing the Quentin Tarantino movie. So, like, she's still huge. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, and that that's what we pointed out is this ensemble movie is like fucking everybody, you know, Annette Benning like, wins an Oscar fucking, like, three years later. Like, Jack Black isn't even Jack Black yet. Like, people are going on to do things, but there's some people that, like, were already things and are at the time, of the time of the 90s. Like, Pam Greer, she had the comeback. Not No more black exploitation movies with, with uh, her and Papa Jim back in the mm-hmm. 70s. This is, like, <clears throat> a resurgence, unlike, unlike Grandma who's doing shit working steadily since the fucking 1910s. That's insane. It's a nutsy one. Gets nutsy. Uh, yeah. She definitely uh, hooked up with Charlie <laughs> Chaplin at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave Charlie Chaplin a hair job. Whoa, was he silent? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't uh, when I was through with him. You remind me of Charlie. So good. I love Grandma's Boy. (laughs) That's like one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, oh, do you have the shirt of that movie? Right. You do, right? Moving on. I don't. Bring easy on. (laughs) I'm a game tester. I wish. Um, So I think I pointed this out already a little earlier, but I want to read the specifics where it says the first drafts of the film script. And in its tie-in novelization, the Martians' ray guns had a great variety of lethal graphic effects. The ray guns' victims were bisected, and body parts were cut off, and huge holes were blown right through them. 
fucking Jesus. Kung Pao style. Yippee! Other victims were melted, shredded, or set on fire. Some like T2 shit going on here. So to avoid an R rating from the MPAA, the producers toned down the effects of the Martian ray guns, and their victims were merely disintegrated into colorful Christmas time skeletons. Yet at the tea lethal weapon. It all makes sense now. It all it makes all, sense. <laughs> it all comes back to Christmas, which is why we're fucking doing this movie in December. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right after Tim Burton season, though, it's like motherfucker just sits between October and December 31st for his entirety of his filmography. Correct? Yeah. Yep. Nightmare Before Christmas, Batman Returns, Edward Scissorhands. He hits them all. I mean... Other ones, I'm sure. <laughs> Beetlejuice. Frankenweenie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, all around all around this fucking three-month Sweeney span. Sweeney Todd. Uh... Uh, Lou, that was a Broadway play first. Roald Dahl. Thanks. Wasn't it like a? Wasn't it like a? Like when I said opera? Matilda was wasn't Danny DeVito's baby, and you're like, "That was a Roald Dahl book." I'm like, "I meant he directed." I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you just brushed right over it. And I was like, "What a son of a bitch! He's good. That's good." <laughs> it's like, gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. Gotta be quick. <laughs> that is a good one. You do have to be quick when you mm-hmm. want to get the sound effect from the original War of the Worlds as the Martian ray guns, but Paramount said no. Wow. Said, fuck you. This is a Warner Brothers production. No. I will but not. We're no part of you. Goldman Sachs community. Actually, I don't know who's behind the money of that. You're shit. probably partially correct about that by joking about it. Goldman yeah. Sachs. You, I wouldn't be surprised if you're onto something. <laughs> it's the 90s. Who knows? It's the emergence. Mm-hmm. The wolf is on Wall Street. Correct. And Lisa Marie, the Martian girl, actually owns the television hostess's Nathalie Lake's pet chihuahua. IRL. What? Oh, no shit. The puppy with the funny face. Mm-hmm. So silly looking. And, oh, yeah, it does say, actually, that she never blinks in all of her films. I was like, I don't think she opens her mouth and fucking, like, bends over. There's a lot of things she doesn't do. That's for sure. She's and very uh, one motioned. It's very one motion, not stop motioned. Just one oh. motion. So Whoa. a funny tidbit, usually something we mention of like, could people have played this fucking character in this movie besides somebody else? Yada yada ding dong, you know? It's an ensemble cast, so it seems kind of hard to stick with one person in this huge like comedy homage type fucking clusterfuck of a film. But I did see that apparently Johnny Depp turned down the role of reporter Jason Stone. Really? The boy himself. 96. Interesting. 96. Something. Yeah. Something. Uh, something. Hmm. Some, 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 some doing something. I mean, I maybe it what? Maybe it just wasn't a big enough role for him. It for sure is not a big enough role, though. Like that yeah yeah that's gotta be it and i think michael j fox at this time was like transitioning out of only being the leading man and was doing like character roles and stuff you know mm-hmm. so yeah that, that that makes sense and same as didn't with want to be in the movie for only five minutes <laughs> darn too You're... dude and jack yeah. Black jumped yeah. on that fucking grenade like please i need to get away from my partner the gas man <laughs> he never lets me watch Search for Sasquatch, and it's all I want to watch. Uh, I think I, I think I got like one other, 
big goody of a tidbit here, which I touched on briefly, but got to get all of this in, where Tim Burton originally wanted to bring back, or not originally, who knows what I'm saying right now. Tim Burton had wanted to bring the Martians to life in the film via stop-motion animation, as Mm. I was saying. But also, like we know, it's to pay homage to the great special effects legend, Ray Harryhausen, who we have touched on before in stop-motion glory and such and such some other movie that we did on this podcast and his tim burton's first consideration henry selick director of nightmare before christmas as i was saying he would be the man for the job but he was busy with james and the giant peach loose favorite film a fucking bop of a film that i saw when it came out as a four-year-old cool ass four-year-old i'm cool as fuck joey not born yet But they initially worked with a different team of animators. When the studio refused to finance projected costs, they finally decided on CGI. And that was created by Industrial Industrial, Light and Magic. Boom. Exactly. ILM. You know them. You love them. They've done a lot of shit. And apparently it was cheaper. This is the 90s. CGI at the time. Let's do it cheaper and work smarter, not harder. You know? So this Mm. leads... So what we were basically talking about for like five fucking minutes that Joey might not have been here for, though, the ILM animators made the CGI purposely look a bit cheap and fake as per Burton's request. Although he decided against animating the Martians without motion blur, because that would have made them look more, quote, stop motiony, he says. So not stop motiony, but still... Make them a little cheap and silly like the fucking 40s and 50s. Hey, guys. That's hey, great. Hell yeah, hey, that's awesome. It's a, it's a fact. It's in the fact section. And also, uh, the song Escape by Rupert Holmes plays. It's in the film, in case everyone was wondering if you like pina coladas and want to get caught in the rain. <laughs> with, with some great taglines like, nice planet. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Classic. And I love touching on last lines as other silly things just like that. Not really a last line as opposed to Lou just talking about the animals emerging and frolicking around Tom Jones as it's not unusual starts to play the reply prize, the classic, uh, classic version that we all know on the record where his voice is a little more held together than it was here when he's doing the live one. Yeah. Didn't it feel like he was holding back though on purpose? You think when you have such like a such like a Freddie Mercury esque voice that like it's gonna be gone in 30, 40 years no matter what? Is that just how it works? Oh, dude, especially when he's singers in my band. Answer me. Yeah. Well, you you got to think too. He he, he's he's got you know he's got to be doing six, seven, eight shows a week at that point in time, maybe even more. No, that's what I mean. Is take it the same as this guy being like a rock star on tour for exactly. You know what a residency at fucking Vegas is, man. This guy is like one of the OGs of that, next to fucking Siegfried and Goy. Like the dude was probably doing six, seven nights a week, if not like almost fucking twenty eight. 27 days a month insane at times in seasons probably most of the year but for Mm -hmm. at least a good like six to nine months and he was doing that for how fucking long like it's insane that his and and his voice sounds the same it's just he's not going for that like huge like jump 
in notes, you know, where it's like, type of <laughs> the shiver or something from the vibrato. It's like something just goes as you age, which we've seen with like everyone, which everyone. me and Joey fucking saw firsthand with Brian Wilson. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, yeah, literally. Yeah, dude. It's just like, it's impossible. I don't know how old he is in this either, but like, he's getting up there. He's getting some rinks, rinky dinks. Oh, Jim, yeah, some, some gray hairs. Jim know. Brown still looking good. Dan DeVito, less Frank Reynolds than ever, you know. But uh, <laughs> but Tom Jones and Grandma, resident resident old folks of that one. So mm-hmm. uh, is he less Frank Reynolds though? You know. Well, yeah, because we've established where he was at this point in time. He yeah, just right. had a baby with Arnold, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then he went and had the lady with superpowers as his kid. Yeah, Miss right, Honey right. got back in time from Army of Darkness. <laughs> it all comes mm-hmm. together. She found the hole in the hollow earth with the Nazis Correct. and crazy stuff. You went off on you went you went for you went the Nazi route with this one, huh? Yeah. Well, it's because it, it really ties it ultimately comes down Inglorious to Glorious Bastards is... goes back up Pamper, Quinn Tarantino. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. <laughs> that was good. That was a good one though. Uh yeah, I don't uh, is any anyone got any facts? <laughs> any any the touches only... before a battle? Yeah, this of is a wits? great movie. Watch it. <laughs> Joey recommended it because he he usually we do pick movies that one of us kind of likes at least. So yeah, I still do recommend it. I, I was just trying not to do it that this comedy. time. I was trying not to do that this time. But then you're like, Mars Attacks is a great movie. I'm no, like, yeah, when we were yeah. talking about it, you're you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. And I was like, No, fuck it. We're we're doing it then. We've already talked about it. For yeah. ten minutes, it's it's already it's already sold. <laughs> it's in the correct echelon. Lou's probably just like driving, like fucking everyone home, just like sitting there. They're all asleep in the car. He's just like holding the wheel at ten and two, just like fucking could be watching Mars Attacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You're. You know what's funny about that is you are not too far off. From I that. I I know based on when you were leaving, you were like, I played the gig and I'm I'm the DD tonight, and I was just like, <laughs> you got a good two something hour drive, pal. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep. It, it panned out exactly had. as you can imagine. It was like a box <laughs> of chocolates. Lou never knew what he was gonna get, and that's all nope. we have to say about that. Yes, new legs. Ugh. And thus, the new legs leads into the great trivia battle showdown. Yes. We're going to do a classic weird algorithm. Sick. And I'm not even going to... I'll give you guys a preliminary game, I guess, that I want to do, but I gave away the fact. I didn't say the exact day, but instead of just going with who won last week, why don't you guys take a guess at the exact release date of this film? four theaters we had an idea that you know 1996 you know i'm talking like not you know not a tuesday all right joey say yours let's go november uh 28th uh 1996 yeah you're you're a piece of shit i see i was gonna say i was gonna say fucking thanksgiving (laughs) i was gonna say the 25th um, well, I you know it's go gotta with, be within like a, a month yeah, or gotta, so. Time, it's gotta be so. so. November, I'll go, December. I'll go. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Dece- I'm gonna. I'll be bold. I'll say December twenty first. So twelve twenty one nine six. And, and uh, what? What'd you say? December twenty first. 
Yeah, twelve twenty one. Twelve twenty one nine six. What we usually do when we do the release date game is we do a Price is Right rule without going over. Lou, you're not very far over. You guys are kind of smack in the middle, which is tough. It's December thirteenth. <laughs> Oh no shit. Friday he's twelve thirteen nine six. That's I, actually pretty I would, good. Friday Friday the thirteenth, but ten thirteen nine six. Friday the it was a Friday. No, I know that that's Whoa. what I mean is he, that's what I mean is he might be closer, <laughs> but but we always do that with the date yeah. and the budget is the price is right rule because it's too broad. And you guys yeah. already knew the year, and I said the Christmas thing and everything. I was like, come on, red and green skeletons, these fuckos in my band are gonna pick up on it eventually. The fuckos mm-hmm. didn't. I'm well, Joey kidding. did. Well, this Joey is where did. I made this. We're yeah, we're we're bumping into where I make fun of you guys for not knowing simple things. It's part Joey, of the, Joey part picked of the up bit. on it though. Hey, you guys know how to spell Pahrump, Nevada? Let's go, fucking trivia time. The P A U M P. You all P A H P A H R U. Oh, he remembered oh. the H. He remembered the H. Pahrump. No, you're wrong. Yeah, it's P A H R U M P. I, what I wanted to say was P A P A H rump P P A H rump. I can't I can't do it because it's too stupid. Parump. Yeah, P A rump. <laughs> it's like a fucking shrug, dude. You're shrugging your shoulders. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Joey. It's massive ensemble cast, and I don't expect you guys to choose the same person anyway. But this point in time, of all the people in this film, who's gonna be the most the most popular? One and done till the next till next year. I'm gonna say Natalie Portman. Why not? Oh yeah, I mean she's been in public public eye. Um, I don't know, dude. I'm I'll go with Jables. Yeah, because I mean he did the Mario honestly, movie and shit. Yeah, like, I was, I was gonna thing. I was gonna say, dude, like they're the two that blew up that weren't at the time when it came out. So right, so right now, like they're they're the two guarantees, and I thought that maybe even like Jack Nicholson, just because it's Jack fucking Nicholson. Yeah, I don't, I I don't know like what anyone else in this is doing at the current like point in time, you know. But I feel yeah. like Danny DeVito and Martin Short could be up there at any time as well because they're on like they're TV guys now, you know. Well, Glenn Glenn Close, I would also could potentially argue like I just feel like she's constantly in the uh, the public eye of just like i'm cl- you know classic eye. cinema like constantly i'm always right. just I'm, like a, I'm, a, I'm an icon yeah exactly icon da, 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 da. Ooh. here's one that i that i yeah this makes this makes a little bit of sense um what we never would have guessed is the no line only kiss i believe of christina applegate who is number one uh, officially, really? due, officially due to everything that she has going on right now, she's yeah, she's got oh, a lot. Sure. She, she's number one right now. Yeah, she the that show on Netflix, Dead to Me, new oh, season yeah, just yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, she just yeah. got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and uh, she she announced. I don't know if she's like clear of some illness or just something happened, which I know is like not good to say, but something regarding her health has been out in the public. As well recently, because she looks very different on this show now. Uh, yeah, not very Veronica Corningstone that we know, and she's of a uh, the babysitter being dead or married to children fame. So that was surprising. Number two being Natalie Portman, not so surprising. Oh. And Jack Black coming in just shy in fourth place. 
with number three being beaded out by anybody? Jack Nicholson? Danny, nope. Danny DeVito. <laughs> no, great though. Sir James Bond himself. Oh, oh Pierce. Pierce yeah, yeah, no, that kind of makes sense. It was a drive-by fruiting, my dear. <laughs> that dude, that dude looks like a dude. Ruggedly handsome. Was in Black Adam, The Rock, DC. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, okay, that yep. that also tracks. I know, okay. dude. Completely forgot about it though. And that's what it is. So. Mm-hmm. I like to guess too. I was pretty much. I was probably gonna go with Jack Black though. So yeah, dude, that that fucking Mario movie. I feel like, or I, I just he's think always, that, that it's just Jack Black, dude. It's Jack. Yeah, he's Black, just dude. always in the spotlight, man. No matter yeah. what he's doing, he is his entity now. And like Natalie yeah. Portman, yeah, dude, like fucking was in Star Wars and now mm-hmm. is like back. Yeah, in in Marvel, Thor. or you know, at least came back to be in Thor, which did come out this year. I'm sure she's doing fucking something else right now. Mm-hmm. She's gotta be. Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, you gotta be. She's still only she won an Oscar like fucking ten years ago. She ain't she ain't that old yet. Yeah, she's still like in her. Nope. Be careful. Go for nope. it. Go nope. for it. What were we? Go for it. Go for it. Go. Yeah, dude, she's gotta be in her forties. Fun Queen character. Amandala, my baby. Queen Amandala eating pizza in bed. Like, we'd show with her. <laughs> Indecisive opinions will be back, act, 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 act in 2023. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Indecisive Opinions. Our next episode, we will be covering the film Hot Rod. Stay tuned and listen to Lurking Class on Spotify, LP Music, and etc. Remember, we are Lurking Class, and we slay rock and roll.